I'm a big believer that um, preventative is much, much easier. Personally, and I've seen others go through it, is it's really hard to get yourself out of the tunnel. You know, once you're on that trajectory, it's very difficult to, to break it. But if you can prevent getting down that road to the point of not sleeping, poor eating, you know, real stress when you're going to work, you feel wound up as soon as you walk in the door, or you can try and prevent some of the stress that gets there. You're on the way of not having to go through the journey like us. Welcome to the Happy Nurse Podcast. Nurses are the backbone of healthcare, always there to care for strangers as if they were one of their own, often forsaking special moments with their own family in order to ensure another's loved one is being cared for. As nurses, self-care is essential. I am Elena Mullery, nurse educator and self-care mentor for nurses. I'm an RN with 20 years of clinical experience. I have first-hand experience of stress and burnout. It was this experience which led me to develop a passion for personal development and pursue the study of mindfulness, meditation, hypnotherapy and neuro-linguistic programming. Each episode, I will be promoting self-care strategies to those who always care for others. I have broken self-care down into five aspects mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and indulgence to make it easy to ensure all your self-care needs are being met. Each episode, I will interview nurses and self-care gurus from around the world to help you with each aspect of your self-care. Welcome to the Happy Nurse Podcast with Elena Mullery. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Happy Nurse. I'm Elena, as you all know. And today I am joined by Athel Han. Athel is a critical care and emergency nurse, as well as the founder of F Wards, an app designed to assist healthcare workers to control the fundamentals of shift work and offload from the demands of working in healthcare. With over 10 years experience in healthcare, Athel has experienced the highs and the lows of the profession. It was Athel's own experience of burnout that has fueled his passion for developing tools to assist health professionals to improve their lives mentally, financially and professionally. Athel has made it his mission to develop an intricate understanding of how individuals operate in high-stress healthcare environments and what measures are required to optimise staff performance and reduce burnout. Hi Athel, welcome to the show. Hi Elena and thanks for the a very nice introduction. It's my pleasure. And I think we're very much on the same page, you and I. It's our own experience of burnout that, that fuels the fire in our bellies to get this message out there to our colleagues in the healthcare environment. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're totally right, Elena. We're kindred spirits in that regard. And it's unfortunate that we're kindred spirits because of a difficult time. But, you know, as, as difficult times happen to us, we can bounce out on the other side. We've just got to lean in sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Leaning in is the none of us like to do, but on the other side, it's beautiful. So it's definitely worth leaning right in or jumping in even. Yeah, yeah, totally right. And, um, you know, me and you may come to terms with burnout again. You never, you don't know what journey you're going to go on, but, you know, it's, I guess, self-realisation uh, and 
you know, you can always piece it together when you get there. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes you don't realize you're heading there, do you? And then suddenly it kind of smacks you in the face like a train and you're like, whoa, where did that come from? But the warning signs have probably been there for a while. You wrote an article on LinkedIn recently about that and about how your colleagues had realized that you were starting to maybe go down that path and they took you on a road trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know, it's, it's funny how you look back on your time and you know, the people that have been really pivotal in, in certain aspects of your life. And um, this, this particular occasion, um, I was I was running away from Burnett, actually, and I was probably in the grip of it all. And um, I was still working because what, for me, with Burnett, it wasn't, it wasn't particularly working. It was the work environment and um, I just lost uh, the purpose to a degree. I, I just couldn't, I couldn't marry up what I was doing. And so I was, I was working at a real facility and my mate, my new mate was there and he was like, you got all right? I said, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, all right. Um, we need to go for a road trip. I said, oh, right, yeah, whatever. You know, the point of the road trip was to get me out of my own head and get me away from my own thoughts, really. And, you know, he, you know, it was never spoken about, but you look back at it and go, oh, yeah, that's exactly what it was about, yeah. How awesome that you've got friends that look out for you that much as well. It's beautiful. Yeah. You know, if you, if you ask him, he probably wouldn't realise it either, but we, we, were just, we were just good mates and he probably saw I was struggling. But, you know, it's hard to, you know, and it's all perspective based on what you can, what you look back on. But it was really, it's a pivotal time in my life, whereas he'd probably go, oh, I just, you know, I just wanted to hang out, you know, or maybe, <laughs> maybe he, doesn't, he doesn't look back on it in the same way, but. It's certainly it's important, especially some of the stuff we were talking about. You know, maybe he found out a bit about me on that trip that he didn't know about. Yeah, I know. I often find these long journeys in the car. If you're with someone, you really start to get to know them, don't you? Because you end up just talking about the randomest things. And, yeah, going down rabbit warrens you never expected you would do. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I, I'm keen to know from you, Elena, you know, I know this is your podcast, but um, your your experience of burnout and um, your your time going through it, you know, was there a particular moment you decided, oh, this is, this is it, I'm I'm done with this, or you know, what, when was your break point? I've actually done it twice. I didn't learn the first time, so I had to go back again. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And I laugh about it now because I realise that I'm not on my own doing that. You know, there's lots of us who try to keep soldiering on and, and kind of almost brush it under the carpet and think, oh, I'll be okay. But by not addressing it when it came back the second time, it came back even bigger. And mine came as a result of... Um, stuff happening in my personal life as well that I wasn't dealing with and then the extra stress of my job as a nurse just it all compounded and I ended up finding myself just in a complete mess you know I am um, I've not shared this on the podcast before but I got up one morning and I was going out the door to work and I worked just around the corner and instead of walking around the corner to work the car was sitting there and I got in the car and I just drove and I drove and drove and I realized what I'd done when I was about 100 miles away from where I actually lived. And it's that that fight flight response, you know, I just wanted to get out of there. I felt like I couldn't cope anymore. And it was just that literally, I literally moved myself. I just got in the car and drove. And um, 
that was my real kind of epiphany moment. I thought I can't continue like this. And that's when I found myself in a, a counselor's office and he introduced me to cognitive behavioral therapy, which then ignited my passion for personal development. And I used these tools on my road to recovery. And then I was like, I loved them so much. I went on to learn them for myself and many more with it. So yeah, that's kind of where mine all came from. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, yeah. It's, what a story. hundred miles. Two hundred. Yeah. That's two hundred case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There weren't too many flights involved there. <laughs> my, um, oh gosh, my, my family were all frantic because I turned my phone off as well. I just, yeah. like, I really just wanted to get away. I couldn't cope anymore. I'd hit that wall. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But, but yeah, that was my real tipping point. So as you know, I'm all about self-care, as you are. And I speak about having a non-negotiable in my self-care. What would be your non-negotiable when it comes to your self-care? Uh, my non-negotiable? Um, I think my answer for you, Previously was um, uh, sleep, um, you know, getting enough rest. I, I'm now being very conscious of that. I'm, I'm going to change it. I, I, I now my non-negotiable is time on the water. Um, it, these probably two interchange, but um, I live I live near near the near the beach up in North Queensland, and um, I, I spend a lot of time on the water. Um, I do a lot of stand up paddling, and um, I just yeah, it just helps my day if I get out there, you know. There's many different reasons, you know, exercise and dolphins, you know, but I, I spend, spend a bit of time on there doing a lot of active meditation. It's not like I'm purposefully doing it, but, you know, that rhythm of counting and watching the waves and, you know, getting to a nice rhythm, yeah, it's my happy place. Yeah, I'm a paddle boarder too, but I think as I've shared with you before, um, I'm a fair weather paddle boarder, so it's winter here in Australia, and I haven't been out on it in months because, yeah, it's just too cold. You wouldn't think the girl from Scotland would complain about the Australian winter, but yeah, I've been here too long now. So, but I'm the same when I'm on my paddleboard. It's like you're completely present in that moment. It's it's almost like my meditation for the day when I go out on mine. Yeah, totally. Won't hurt you, but I was speaking about paddleboarding with them. Um, one of my friends is a consultant here in, in, um, in ED and he said he, one of his friends moved back to Scotland and she kept paddleboarding. She found it here in Australia and she bought one of those big, you know, those thermal suits. I've forgotten what the name of it, but it was like, it was like an, you know, an Eskimo suit. She kept doing it in Scotland. So. <laughs> a a dry, dry suit, suit. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've got friends and obviously it's summer over there at the moment and there's a loch near where I'm from and they've just recently started opening up to paddle boarding. So it's this new craze back there and they're all loving it and I'm seeing them all post pictures. So I was like, oh, awesome. Next time I go home when I can eventually leave Australia, I will be able to keep paddle boarding if it's the right time of year. I'm not going if it's winter yeah. over there. Be, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Even with a dry suit, no way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I um, I don't know how she does it, but yeah. Good honour. And what you were saying as well about being out on the water, I find nature very grounding. And I think working in the environments we work in, they're so unnatural. You know, they're white, they're fluorescently lit, they're so sterile. Making sure that we do get out and spend that time in nature and in the natural world is very um therapeutic for us yeah totally totally um and yeah it's, it's it's 
one of those fundamental, you know, sunlight, bird, air, water, you know, it's just it's just a it's a great mix. And, you know, I think I think you've got to try it. You gotta try it a few times and then you go, you'll 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 see the benefits of it and all of a sudden you'll start making habits to get get out into nature. I think and you know I, I'm I'm pretty simple. I'm a pretty simple person, but I, I tend to um, do anything that makes me feel good. Yeah. And 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 if I if I notice that feeling afterwards, um, you know, sometimes that's bad. Also, you know, that tub of ice cream that's gone, so that makes you feel good at the time as well. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> um, you know, stuff that makes me feel good, I, I tend to take notice and, and want to do it again. You know, it's I guess uh, a little bit. You know, I'm not addictive, but you know, I always take note of it. It releases all those feel-good and hor- um, hormones, yeah. doesn't it? So I'm, I'm trying to see endorphins and hormones at the same time. It's coming out weird. If you enjoy meditating or you would like to give meditation a try, why not head on over to happynurse.com.au forward slash meditation to download my free guided meditation for stress and anxiety relief. It's 12 minutes of pure self-care. I created a model of self-care that breaks it down into five different aspects. So these aspects are the mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and indulgent aspects. Because I realized very quickly when I started promoting self-care to nurses that there was often this association with self-care and like bubble baths or day spas or like the really indulgent things, which are awesome and we do need to include in our self-care. But there is also these four other aspects that we need to address as well. And I'm going to ask you about the indulgent self-care first, but I'm also going to speak to you a bit about the physical because it incorporates your um, app. So what would be your idea of indulgent self-care? Yeah, I think it's, it's it's interesting, isn't it? I think indulgent self care really does mean different things to different people. And for me, I find I don't find it easy. No, indulgent self care is for me just being able to do the stuff I want to do. I think I just get real great indulgence in that. that you know, um, I have enough energy to get in the water, uh, plenty of sleep, and I have the ability to go to work. You know, and and I can achieve. I'm earning money. Of course, you know, as you mentioned, I've recently built an app and so if I've got enough time to tick those boxes off as well I feel really wholesome um, and then you know if I don't if I have less stress in my life I tend to just do have do stuff on the other side and, you know I free up a little time like go camping or um, spend some time with mates having a coffee or you know um, you know which I'd like to, I'd like to do a bit more of that you know catching up with people um, so yeah to, simply I guess the indulgence of care is really on the back of doing all the work beforehand and you know the result is I, I probably spend most of my um indulgent times with people um you know my community uh you know that's probably yeah that's probably where i spend most of it yeah and i see that indulgent self-care is whatever lights you up so that's beautiful you know it's whatever makes you happy and as you say you leave feeling really good you feel get those endorphins from it so yeah it's um it's as you said. It's unique to everyone. Yeah, totally. Hidden likes and dislikes, and you just got to just got to know what they are and do them when you need to, and or or, or try and put them as a bit of priority at, at times as well. You know, sometimes we get stuck in the busyness of things, and you know, if you get a spare moment, catch up with your friend, or and it's not it's not easy every day. Definitely not easy, but it's just being mindful, I suppose. 
Yeah, and making sure you are doing something each day for yourself, even if it is just like I've got a coffee sitting here that I grabbed on the way home before I started this interview with you. I make sure I have buy a coffee for myself every day because it's the only time that anyone makes me a drink. You know what I mean? So that's part of my indulgent self-care is making sure that I buy a coffee because I don't have to make it myself. <laughs> I love that. I've never thought of buying a coffee that so, you know, someone else can make it. Yeah, so yeah, I might take that. I talk about in the physical aspect about financial responsibility and I love how you have incorporated that into your app. So do you want to tell us a bit about the app and how it came about and what your thinking was behind what you included in it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I guess it stems back to when I suffered burnout full on. I obviously didn't think um, that I was going to build an app that was going to do bits and pieces but you know you go on this journey and you start digging away you ask questions and you you know you really start probing what some of the stuff that you went through and you know how could we build better and then I realized that shift work and changing times and you know financial insecurity you know these are all pressures that affect us day to day as nurses you know it's not what we can control you know shift work can change you know, we have to manipulate our lives around shift work um, which is, you know, it's it's stressful. And if you if you don't manage it well, it's just one of those burdens that we go, oh, I'm doing this anymore or or you've had enough. And, you know, if you can remove one of those stresses or remove a few stresses, then it makes the job much easier. And so that's where the app comes from. And um, the importance of the app is that it operates off those shifts. So you have to enter your roster into it first. Once your roster is entered, it does some things that does some pretty cool stuff. And um, one of those one of those aspects is it'll write you a pay estimate for that fortnight or month. You know, if you put months worth of shifts in, it'll be able to give you what your pay should be over the depending on when you get paid is it weekly or fortnightly. And I, I built that in there because I was having these dramas really of you know, not being able to not understanding my pay, but also not knowing if I had any um, inaccuracies. You know, we've all probably experienced our pays being wrong and. You know, if it's happened once, do you know about it every other time? And are you keeping track of that? Um, so then I was like, well, it's a huge problem. And if you work for Queensland Health, um, they've got a fairly interesting history of that. Um, I think it was in 2010. I wasn't, I wasn't working for Queensland Health, but they've, um, yeah, they've got a fairly interesting history where they weren't paying some and they were paying double to others. The other thing that I'm really used to pay estimate for at the moment is um, whether I'm working, whether I want to pick up an extra shift. Um, so I'll, I'll put this extra shift into the app and go, is it worth it? Is it not worth it? Um, do I do I want to not work today, or you know, because you know, it, it it'll only give you a gross amount at the moment. But I, you know, you can, you can work off how much tax is going to come out. And you go, oh, yeah, that's worth it. So that's what I'm using for at the moment. Yeah, is it you that's going to benefit, or is it the ATO that's going to benefit? You got to work it out, hey. Exactly. So you know, the ATO aren't there for you. <laughs> 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 that's for sure and you know what it you're so right in what you're saying these EBAs that we all work under they're really confusing and, and I know that I just look at my pay and think yeah that looks about right I don't really pay that much attention to it you know and who knows if I'm getting underpaid or overpaid or whatever I just think yeah it looks about right that's fine so yeah that's an awesome idea yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, that, that, that's me. Some, some people in the startup entrepreneur space say you shouldn't build products for yourself. Well, I didn't, I didn't listen to them. I did. 
and I use it daily, so I, I don't really care. Good on you, break the mold. And it's like me, I promote self-care because I know I need it myself, you know. So it's like you teach what you need the most. That's what they say, isn't it? So good on you. So what else does the app involve apart from the, the financial aspect? Apart from the financial stuff, if we know who you are and where you work and what you do, um, we'll be able to group you into teams. Um, so say if you and me were working a shift, we we be able to chat together in a specific section. Um, and that's really about bringing the team together for the shift because, you know, one of the other pressures is you don't know who you're working with a lot of the time. And, and you know, sometimes, you know, if you're a very transient environment as well, you don't know who people are. So... Um, you'd be able to check out on, you know, you'd be able to quickly have a look, oh, who's that? And then you can have a look at their profile or you can have a look at their face and you'd be able to get to know them before you say hello. Um, so there, yeah, there's, there's that part of it. And then there's a, there's a topic section where we're sending some wellbeing information. You know, you can create your own topics to discuss things. Yeah, it's, it's one of those cool functions where you'd be able to, you know, if there's a debriefing incident, you'd be able to um, start up a specific section for that. And that's what I particularly have used it and want people to use it for is to be able to talk to your colleagues in a nice, you know, in an environment that you don't have to stand in front, in front of each other in a circle and, and, and download all your thing, feelings at once. And, you know, trauma doesn't always work like that. Sometimes trauma can, you know, the problem can come up a couple of days after it's happened. And, you know, if you address it straight after the incident, you're, you're often in a fight or fright or flight um, response as it is so you know your, your feelings can be different um so yeah there's that and then there's the notice board where there's um specific information um for nurses that are coming through there and then there's the other one is a mindfulness feature where it's gone off um this practice i used to have when i was first starting nursing is um journaling or, or just writing down how my day went what I, you know how it went what i could have done better um any problems that i had whatnot so yeah we built that into the into the app and um, I'm, I'm using you know I'm using it more frequently again um, I'd stopped the practice probably um, for a few years but now I'm back you know and it, it's nice to it's good to look back on and to, you know to see how things have been going or if there was a real problem you'd be able to track it um, and in the future that we're going to have a uh, we're going to have a feature where you can look back over a month in the calendar so you'd be able to understand you know if if there was any patterns, you know, maybe maybe you've got a four four nights in a row, and you've got you know four frowny faces or something like that, and you, you know you really don't like it. You know, and, you know that's the nice way to reflect. Well, I've got to do night shift. How can I make this better? Um, yeah, so yeah, that's the that's the features of the app. Uh, but I'm a big believer in the app being this bigger part of this bigger mission of of helping help nurses to, to understand what's driving them. You know, the features are there to help you um, really manage your time and your day better, but it's really just part of this bigger mission. Yeah, that's awesome that you've included that gratitude, fe- not gratitude, journaling feature in it. I always talk about gratitude journaling too. That's where that's come from. So yeah, when I work with clients, it's one of the first things I do. I'm like, you need a journal before we even start because it's one of the things I get them to do as soon as they start working with me is start journaling every day and 
how they're feeling. And like you said, you know, you do start to see patterns and things will come up and, and it makes it easier to address it because you've got a better grasp and understanding of what's going on internally for you. So yeah, that's such an awesome feature you've got on there. Yeah, you're totally right. And I think um, you can't, you can't do something, you can't fix a problem or do something about it until you you can you know better, you can see a pattern, you know, we're, we're triggered, we're all triggered by different things. If something's going on regularly, you may forget about it. But if you've got it written down, you go, I remember this feeling last week or last month or whatever, you can, you can track back you know, what was going on at the same time. Maybe, maybe there's a particular... Um, Maybe there's a particular incident or you know, something you just need to work on or, or yeah, yeah. It's you know, knowledge is power. Totally. That's exactly what I was a way to say. Knowledge is power and recognizing our patterns because we all have them. We've all got these subconscious patterns running that that do influence our lives and what we're doing on a daily basis. Totally. We're very late. Humans are very lazy. We like to do things simply and you know, <laughs> patterns is one way. <laughs> Yeah, it's like driving a car, you know, we don't think about what we have to do like we did the first time we sat in that driving seat, you know, it's just, it all comes naturally. So that's kind of where I'm going with the subconscious. It's running there all the time. In fact, I think it's 95% of the time we're operating from that space. So yeah, recognizing what the patterns are, what's triggering us, what we need to do. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome feature. I love your app. It's brilliant. I've got access thank you Athel I'll just share that with them, the, the listeners yeah Athel gave me access a while ago and yeah I really enjoy it it's good I use the journaling feature and actually oh that's good it's good to hear that no, no, it's fantastic um, yeah now I'm starting to understand you a bit more you know I can understand how you've driven 100k 100 miles um you know without realizing <laughs> <laughs> your subconscious was just you know working hard the fight, flight, fee, flee response, even got my Scottish accents at play here. And I just was like, that's what I used to do. And I know when I get stressed because I want to run. I want to run in the opposite direction. And I think it took that episode with the driving 100 miles to make me realize this is what I do when I'm really stressed out, like heading to burnout. Well, I was burnt out at that point. But if I start to feel like that again and I want to run, that's one of my big indicators that something's not right. I think knowing them and those triggers is huge because it then lets you address it and put strategies in place to stop it from happening again. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and burnout's one of those funny things. Yeah, I'm a big believer that um, preventative is much better, much easier um, because once you're in that tunnel of burnout, it's like, well, and personally, and I've seen others go through it is. Um, it's really hard to get yourself out of the tunnel. You know, it's you know once you're on that trajectory, it's it's um it's very difficult to to, to break it. Um, but if you can prevent getting down that um, road to to the point of um, not sleeping, poor eating, you know, real stress when you're going to work, you feel feel wound up as you walk in the door. Or, um, you know, if you can try and prevent some of the stress that gets there. You're, you're on the way of not having to go through the journey like us. Yeah, totally. And I 
I created a model of, and I broke it down into five steps from being a happy nurse to being burnt out. And mm. the, the middle step is overwhelm. And I think when we hit there, that's key. We can go one way or the other. So recognizing that overwhelm point in our lives is huge because we can then put some small changes in place at that point to put us back on the trajectory, back up to being a happy nurse rather than down into that vortex of burnout. You know, and yeah, people can grab that on my, it's on my website. I think a lot of you on here have already seen it and I do um, webinars on it too. So, yeah, but funny. yes, it's funny you say that actually. I'd seen it and then I, uh, you know, I like it. Um, and then someone attended it to me and said, oh, have you seen this? This is cool. I said, oh, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> and I'll pass on the feedback. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I know it's, I remember the first time I shared it actually last year, it got like 40,000 hits or something. I was like, whoa, this has really hit a nerve with people. So yeah, I knew I was onto something when that happened. And it yeah. just shows you how, stressed out people are out there because it's resonating with them so quickly yeah a lot of i know um a lot of people reached out to me and was like can i get this on a poster version so i know it's gone up in a lot of break rooms around the country so yeah it's um it's interesting that's fantastic you know yeah we we definitely need um more mo you know more messaging and posters like that floating around yeah, and just it's that acknowledgement that it's okay to be feeling like this. You're not on your own. You know, Brene Brown speaks about the power of me too, you know, and it is. It's that realizing that you're not the only one that's feeling like that. And like, mm. you don't feel like you've been ostracized from the tribe, you know, it's, um, it's very powerful. Mm, mm, totally. Yeah, no. yeah, definitely agree with it. So I speak about turning up as the best version of ourselves or always trying to turn up as the best versions of ourselves. Because I think if we're doing that, then we're offering much better patient care. We're a better colleague to our colleagues. You know, we have better relationships with allied health and medical staff as well. So who or what inspires you to be the best person of yourself? Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting question. And um, it's, not, it's not super simple, to be honest. Uh, I, th I think a lot of us don't uh, realise why we do things, and me and myself, you know, um, we we do, you know, we're not selfish creatures by by nature, but you know, we do like to give, especially nurses. You know, we we like to um, give others, give to others. And I was thinking about this, and I um I don't have a really good answer for you, but I really think it's my friends, colleagues. Um, you know, I, I work in a pretty close-knit team, you know, like, you know, really, you know, we all have our dramas and problems, but, um, you know, turning up to work and helping out my mates, um, I, th I think that's probably what inspires me the most. Um, yeah, I recently wrote about it on LinkedIn, but, you know, it's, I guess if I can help others, you know, help others, the, like my mates have helped me, um, I think that's really what inspires me is to, to, to be there and be my best self. Um, there's a you know there's a couple of there's, there's a few junior nurses coming through and you know they're they're, they're exceptional they're, they've got great energy you know and they just need a little bit of support and um, I, I I love to help them um, you know in any which way um, that I can you know maybe it's just that maybe they already know the answer and they just need to talk to someone or um, whatnot so that, you know I think 
that's probably the, the bit that inspires me the most. That's awesome. And it sounds like you work in an amazing team where you are. Part of the reason I um, ended up coming here, to be honest, is that everyone looks after each other to a degree, you know, like, you know, we're not, you know, yeah, yeah. Obviously, we've got drama every now and then, but at a whole, no one's yet to get you, <laughs> you know. I think, I think that makes a big difference. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, I know you could go down that whole rabbit warren of the n- nurses eating their young, and unfortunately, it is still out there, but it's so refreshing to hear about departments that that's not happening. And I'm fortunate that I work in a very positive department too, and And I'm the same, you know, I get inspiration from my colleagues and I love helping out the juniors because I want to be that role model, if you want, for want of a description that I probably didn't have when I was a junior nurse, you know, and letting them know it's okay to ask questions and no one's going to think you're silly because I think that's a huge part in being a junior nurse is that fear of sounding like you don't know what you're doing when actually... You're not expected to know what you're doing all the time, but it's really important to ask for help when you know you need it. Yeah, it's it's, it's one of those. Yeah, it's funny. We we don't want to be seen as an idiot. Like we don't. Yeah. Um. So you know, we all need a stable platform to to raise our hand. If you don't have a stable, if your feet aren't stable, or you don't feel comfortable, and you feel fearful of what you know what you're going to say, then makes it really difficult to, to raise your hand on any on any topic or subject. It's not only just the day itself. So I, I think that's, yeah, that's pretty fundamental as well. Yeah, definitely. So what other expertise can you offer the listeners to help with their own self-care? Have you got any other handy <laughs> tips or... Oh, I don't see myself as an expert, to be honest. I, I, um, I, I tend to do stuff. You know, I, I'm pretty simple. I, you know, things work for me, or they, you know, I, you know, um, I feel that little bit of a rise in happiness, and you know, I just do it. Um, but uh, I guess, I guess, um, for other nurses, um, I think, you know, uh, don't be so hard on yourself. Um, you know, life's a bit of a journey. Uh, I've been I've been in the game for about eleven years now, um, in and out, um, change departments and whatnot. Um, and if nursing's if it's becoming tough, um, or you know, or whatnot, there's there's always always people to talk to. There's always support out there. Um, and maybe you know maybe it's maybe it's just talking to a friend and going to the beach one time, and you know you'll sort out all your problems. Um, most of my problems can be sorted out from talking to someone. So um, you know. The, yeah, that's that's all I tend to do is, is find someone, even if they don't know me. Yeah, here, listen. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's the power of that compassionate ear, isn't it? Someone who just listens to you and lets you vent and helps you kind of rationalise it all in your head. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's really important that um, people understand why they do things. Uh, you know, not everything, but... What, why you got into nursing? Um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of my break in burnout, that I started to realise why, why I'd become a nurse and why, what actions. But not even just a nurse, because I think nursing um, is a part of you. It's not, not you. And you know, you're not, all, you're not only a nurse. So um, it has to fit in your life. Um, and if you could, if you could just understand what drives you to get out of bed, and you know, what, 
what what does it mean to you? You know, do you have kids? And what purpose do you want to have significance for them? What what purpose does every day have? Um, and if you can start to rationalise some of that against the decisions you make, um, it makes life a little bit easier. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of us, like myself, I started nursing when I was single. You know, I was twenty, and now I find myself twenty years later. I'm a mom, I've got two kids, you know, I'm juggling a house, a business, family life, my job as a nurse. So yeah, it's an ever-evolving process, isn't it? And it's, I think, offering yourself that same compassion, like you said earlier, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. Give your, give yourself a break and, and offer yourself that same compassion you offer your patients, because sometimes we're so good at overgiving to everyone else we forgot forget to give to ourselves oh totally um the pandemic of um self-sacrificing is, is well and truly there and it's been there <laughs> unfortunately for a little while well you know and even my career i've started to get a bit better at it but definitely sacrifice myself um, you know many times doing long shifts and then going what you know thinking i need to achieve something else or exercising but sometimes you just got to sit there and um look at a blank wall <laughs> you know <laughs> I, I, i'm sure there's many many nurses of you know being at home going oh i've got this i've got to catch up with these friends but this wall, i just can't get away from this wall <laughs> it's just it's all this tv screen you know you're just looking at it and going oh <laughs> yeah the tv's really appealing right now and yeah it is it's that we distract ourselves with busyness don't we rather than sometimes we need to just sit still and be quiet and mm. and not do anything to let our thoughts settle down and that's where meditation and mindfulness come into their own you know so yeah um i would encourage anyone to take up meditation if they are feeling stressed out and anxious so but that's another podcast on its own. <laughs> it's true, it's, it's, that's for sure. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I thought it's been awesome speaking to you. Thank you for joining me today. I'll share with the listeners. This is actually the second time we've done this because <laughs> the first time I forgot to press record. So <laughs> I always say we learn from our mistakes and I'll definitely not do that one again, but Athel very kindly agreed to re-record. So thank you, Athel. I really appreciate it. Uh, are you recording this? Oh, I just thought we were chatting. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad you found the button. Simon. <laughs> you got to learn from those mistakes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So where can the listeners find you or your app or who's it available for, you know, if they want to pursue it a bit more and download it? Yeah, so the um, the app's available to download on Apple or the Play Store or the App Store. Um, you do have to be a public health nurse at the moment, just until we get going. We, we just have to keep it to the public sector. Um, yeah, so you can go there and you can download it and you can enter your, your work email address and um, you should have access. If you don't have access, um, you let it let us let us know um, and uh, um, you can go to Facebook or or email me at hello at fords.com, F-W-A-R-D-S. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, which I spend a bit of time on now. Um, or, yeah, yeah, so that's all Facebook or Instagram, yeah. Awesome. And I'll put the links to your socials and to the website. Have you got a website? Oh, yes, yes. Also, yeah. also fords.com. <laughs> yeah, it'll all be in the show notes so people can check it out there too. <laughs> awesome job. 
yeah well thank you so much it's been a pleasure chatting to you you too Lana. thank you for listening to the happy nurse podcast if you've enjoyed today's content and would like to join the happy nurse community head over to facebook and check out the happy nurse au facebook page and request to join the happy nurse community also check out happynurse.com.au for access to free downloads and subscription to my blog see you soon and in the meantime remember to always offer yourself the same compassion that you so freely give to others